time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey, it's time to get geeked up. Oh yeah, it's time to laugh, it's time to gasp, it's time to cry, and it's time to catch our breaths and ask ourselves, what the fuck is going on? It's the first show of 2021, so it only makes sense that on this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, we watch Death to 2020. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, buddy? We did it! We made it! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first pack. I'm just happy we made it, you know? Still Zoom calling, still not back in the studio. Ever closer, it would appear, but it's the first show of 2021. What's going on, Kicking off 2021 in Coronaville, where we belong, where we've been relegated to. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, 2021. I mean, I guess 2020 kind of snuck in there. 2021 starting off with a bang uh, before we get into all that. Yeah, though, picking you know? up where we left off. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that in a minute, though. But thanks for tuning in. Welcome back. Hope everyone's holidays were good. Hope everyone had a safe and happy new year. I know uh, I know we did. Liam himself spent it watching Twilight Zone and Honeymooner reruns. Can't get any safer than that. <laughs> Yeah, good to watch the classics. Actually, I uh, those were both that I like uh, uh, would watch when I was a kid. Those are both like New Year's uh, Eve or New Year's Day traditions in some regard. Kind of like I was saying about uh, Death of Twenty Twenty. But I'd say those were were for you growing up. Were those thought of as like staple New Year's Eve marathons on W Picks and whatnot? Not at all, dude. Really? That's something I learned about after I moved up here. Like, okay, that's eight, like nine an East Coast ago. thing. Because I'm pretty sure it's not like personal I mean, to myself. I think it's a, like universal enough from people that I've talked to around here, grown up around here, that it's like you know W picks and uh, I think I think W picks Channel Eleven had both Honeymooners and then it would flip to Twilight Zone at some point. But now Sci-Fi Channel does Twilight Zone. But that's something that I've done. Uh, uh, that was like a, a tradition as a kid, and then this is probably the first year since I was a kid that I was home for New Year's Eve. I was joking around, but this is the first year that I was home for New Year's Eve night since I got fired from a job on New Year's Eve day. <laughs> I, was, I showed up to work all hammered for my New Year's Eve shift and got sent home and was fucking probably passed out by the, by the time the fucking ball dropped. But, <laughs> but like you said, though, you know, like the Honeymooners Marathon was something I learned about after I lived up, moved up here. You know, like I think you might have told it to me. Like they even have the lost episodes on there, the ones they didn't air back in the day. Yes, yes. And uh, dude, that show holds up. Like twenty twenty one now. You fucking put an episode of Honeymooners from like what seventy years ago. Shit's fucking hilarious, dude. Yes, it's, no, like, honestly, it really is, man. The uh, uh, wife, especially Alice. Is really mm-hmm. funny, cutting every line. Jackie Gleason is like a great, just standalone 
over-the-top actor. Like, he's the funny character, like a Farley-esque, just makes you laugh with his physical comedy as well no, as, like, sure. his character itself. And as well, you really see how kind of, like, formative it is to other sitcoms. Same thing with the, the Twilight Zone, though, as well. And for me, The Honeymooners, it's on a lot still on, like, regular WPix programming. And because of, like, Mets games and shit, like, the Mets get rained out. They'll play The Honeymooners sometimes. <laughs> sure, 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 you know okay. I mean? Where the, uh, the Twilight Zone I haven't watched in years and years. And that's another show, man, that really, really holds up. Like, the old school Twilight Zones, The Passerbyer, and some of these other episodes For I sure. watched. Were For really, sure. really great, and uh, as well, they were you know uh, uh, super short, so they were fun to you could really just binge watch. You know what I mean? I was going back and forth from one to another, and just going uh, uh, really easy to just kind of keep on flying through binge watching. But as well, really formative too. Like so many of the Twilight Zones that I watched, you could tell were definitely like the foundation for other horrors that I've seen, or so many things that I've that I saw were not the uh, so many movies that I've seen recently had nods to the Twilight Zone in it and whatnot. You know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I guess also I would say, like, speaking of shows that hold up, definitely check out everything we did in 2020. <laughs> you know, how about that segue? I mean, for really? everything, uh, everything on Netflix and chat from uh, Tiger King to Hubie Halloween. Yeah, uh, I feel like we did a pretty good well, job. Even before, uh, uh, remember, remember back when life was good during the Oscars <laughs> special. Before I had yeah, yet to, yeah. when I had yet to hear of coronavirus in February. But we have, but as well, listen back. To, uh, speaking of the timeless classics, listen to our entire geeked up catalog, all of our game times dating back to our first episodes. You know what I mean? And listen back mm-hmm. to some of the real early episodes and listen to uh, some of the evolvement. I probably uh, yeah maybe some of those don't hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. The 2020 ones, though, I'm giving it a Joe Simmons. They're all still hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Given the fact that I really, really doubt anybody's going to go through a back catalog and catch me for my lie, I'm willing to say they're all great. <laughs> but uh, if you actually do go back catalog, and I don't want to fucking hear about it later, hey, it turns out fucking, what was the one that fucking stupid Jen hated? Uh, the Stephen Root game. Oh, Stephen Root game. <laughs> like, all right, Jesus Christ, don't listen to the Stephen Root game if you're fucking... But hey, look, at least we're, uh, she didn't email it in, so it didn't count as a negative review. That's true. <laughs> the old Andy Duan rule. That is funny. I forgot about that. The Steven Root game was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, well, <laughs> wait to hear next week's game. <laughs> it's going to be me and Liam rapping Slim Shady. So. <laughs> no, seriously. You thought that was bad. If you didn't like Steven Root, you're not going to like... The but, uh, yeah. challenge. But we did cover a lot of flicks on Netflix and chat for 2020. And also we had a lot of uh, fun on our regular podcast, the Geeked Up podcast. We did a lot of specials from our Coronaville specials to our election specials to our uh, Comic-Con DC event specials, you know, all of those. And, uh, you know, before we get into this movie too, Death to 2020, I feel like we should still kind of talk about What's going on right now? 2021 starting off with a bang. Yeah, before we get to the yeah. death of 2020, we can get to the horrible birth of 2021. 
Yeah, kind of interrupting the fun, and honestly, for me a little bit, just for the podcast, it kind of interrupted my fun, because we're recording, you know, on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and of course, the mayhem that had uh, has just happened with the Capitol Hill that we'll talk about ha- uh, was on the Wednesday, which is normally, for myself, I would normally watch the movie the full day before, you know what I mean, uh, uh, marinate on it a little bit, however, I got caught up watching all the mayhem yesterday, so I'm not, uh, so I didn't watch it until today, and unfortunately, due to the content of the movie, it would have been a lot better, more enjoyable if there wasn't this huge disaster in the country that was going on and had just happened. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if I was watching this in the wake of just like, ah, oh, let's step forward and turn the page. Nothing but bright skies ahead in 2021. But instead of watching <laughs> yeah. it, like, literally the day after one of the most fucking, you know, insane the days in our country's history. Senate building being overthrown for the first time since the War of 1812, you know, when the British attacked. But honestly, I think there's nothing crazier than, like, first of all, I will say, like, you know, we don't respect what the guy did, but the first nominee for Geeked Up Man of the Year is definitely dude in the horns hat sitting yeah. at the... Uh, horns hat guy giving the Hulk Hogan fucking pose-a-thon, literally, like, at the fucking chair seat. It was just insanity. It was But, just yeah, you're insanity. right, definitely Geeked Up Candidate Man of the Year with that dude, but it was, uh, like you're saying, though, definite insanity. I'd say uh, 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 the third time now since... The, uh, since we entered Coronaville anyway, that it was like straight out of a fucking movie, you know what I mean? Really something as you're watching the news, it had that, mm-hmm. you know, 9-11 disaster kind of feel where you're you're watching something that just really the the uh, closest comparable thing for me, a complete idiot in the geeked up world, would be able to compare it to would be some fucking movie that you're watching, you know what I mean? That's just it. No, it, exactly. Like, it was madness. It was absolute madness. And then also just like the open door policy they got. <laughs> they were just like, come on in, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, that's the craziest thing, and that's the most sad thing, and that's kind of one of the things that I uh, disagree, you know, not disagree with you, but one of the things that, you know, that uh, has been said a lot is this is the first time that, the uh, that you know, the White House has been overthrown since the War of 1812. This was not a takeover in my book. This was a handover in my book. They mm-hmm. gave them this opportunity. They did not take over. They did not storm the gates with this overwhelming support with the people and this overwhelming, I guess they the overwhelming rage but it was not this like overwhelming desire of the public to overthrow the government to protect democracy they let these people in to stage a photo shoot for a publicity stunt for trump to make it look that way to like make a mockery out of the country that just voted him out and he's got no other opportunities tried to overturn it he's literally trying to overthrow the government and using these dopes as a as a pawn in his way to make it look like you know, uh, uh, there's a, a huge groundswell to overthrow the government, which isn't taking place. They had the place, like, dramatically understaffed for the situation that that they knew was coming. Trump riled them up around the corner. They've been talking about dude, it for he weeks. He riled them up. He, they've been talking about it for weeks, dude. Okay, so you know that, like, I am from, like, the Trump uh, part of Florida. One is I saw a picture of a guy that used to be the bouncer to buy I would go to. Definitely there, like, okay. at the Senate and all of his Trump. He wasn't barbarian hat guy. Was he at least Confederate flag guy? Uh, give me something I can use here. He was, <laughs> but it was just like the hypocrisy. Hip- hip- I know I said that wrong. But just like what hypocrites they all are. I'll put it that way. 
is because, again, I see these people on social media. They're like, listen, if Biden wins, I promise you we won't be out on the streets rioting like you guys. And I was like, <laughs> no? Should yeah, us be no. burning the Senate down? And even, dude, For not sure. even to get the like, law the law and char- order people fucking. Not even to get into the characters of this movie that we're going to be reviewing. But I literally saw a girl that I know from Florida post this shit and was just like, Look at half of these people right there. Like those are Antifa like signs. That's Antifa people undercover as MAGA supporters, like dressed okay, up wow. and like running it. I was like, whoa, dude! Like the level of just that's a great conspiracy insane. theory. So they were Antifa people. I always wanted somebody to do that at a professional baseball game, dress up in the other team's uniform, and then disrupt the game to get a foul. What is this fucking lady retarded? She thinks that's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> what is, yeah, she. No. Me trying to disrupt the Eagles Giants game this fucking dope like and it's crazy too because I've seen a lot of people online like that who were just like did we loot any shops no did we fucking do this no and it was just like all right there's a big difference between like the Black Lives Matters protests where they're fucking protesting an innocent person being murdered by the cops and the looting is dude if a fucking Nike window has to get broken for some justice fucking so be it the difference is this is just some fucking the cult leaders crybaby and being yeah. like, it's not 100%. fair, I won't storm the gate. There's no fucking 100%. protest. You're going first of all, just in terms of the lives. looting and the peaceful, four people were killed yesterday. There was four dead. Mm-hmm. So in terms of mm-hmm. a peaceful protest, uh, four people have been dead. I know that they don't care about lives necessarily due to their response, due to like that crowd's response of the coronavirus and due to the mask to exactly. fucking cowboy hat ratio that was going on. They, uh, they don't have the same respect for lives that other people do, quite obviously. So the four people that were killed in the process, for them, does not necessarily categorize as mayhem. But for the rest of us, it definitely definitely does and you're 100% right in terms of the black light matter movement having a cause and for me I hate hypocrisy too and I'm not going to be hypocritical about the situation whereas I don't necessarily look at it I don't necessarily you know uh, I am somebody I, first of all I root for chaos much like the mad dog Christopher <laughs> Russo I root for chaos so normally like an anarchist movement for overthrowing the government like first of all I'm all bo- I'm, I'm fucking all ears okay you mm-hmm. want to tell me that's mm-hmm. going on like I'm fucking first open to listen okay and the people like the these people that think that they I in some ways have a lot of uh, uh, I don't say a lot of respect but I, I like appreciate where they're coming from because they believe that this election is being stolen from them and they believe that they're uh, like they believe that they're doing the right thing to try to protect America so I don't necessarily have a problem with them as much as I do with the leaders that have lied to them and have like you know mm-hmm. just a, 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 a duped them into doing this and that's the, the, the thing with the Black Lives Matter movement if the Black Lives Matter protest did overthrow the White House or today due to the fact that they let them do this yesterday went and overthrew every fucking state house in this entire country and fucking bashed the windows I would be totally supportive of that just like I was totally supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement looting I was somebody that said was pro looting on this show I said yeah, 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 yeah. not pro peaceful I would say fucking knock out the Macy's Fucking make a mm-hmm. like who gives a fuck? Make a ruckus. Fucking destroy no, the fucking diamond saying. shop. If, so I'm not even gonna go against the like, I'm not even going to be one of these people that has, like, a sanctity, like, can you believe they went into the state house? Neo-Nazis in the state house? The last time neo-Nazis were in the state house, it was fucking Robert Byrd when the state of West Virginia voted him in for 50 fucking years, up to 2010, yeah. when he was a Ku Klux Klan yeah. member that was in the fucking state house. 
And there's a fucking long list of state house members and fucking house representatives and senators that were fucking clan yeah. members. All right. So this isn't the fucking Absolutely. sanctity of the White House. I don't give a fuck, man. Overthrow the government if they're fucking with us. They are not fucking with us right now. The government is lying to these people. And I hold fucking sympathy and pity for them for being fucking brainwashed rubes that believe this fucking like there's 62 <laughs> court cases that have fucking gone against them. And they say, oh, they haven't even looked into it. There's been fucking 62 court cases that have fucking over 62 in court with fucking like Republican appointed fucking judges throwing them out the window. Exactly. Like it's a exactly. fucking lost well, even, cause, man. The Black Lives Matter, at it, least you can say years of oppression and shit. There's an actual movement. There's no movement right now. This is just fucking total fabrication. No, because chaos brainwasher. Yeah, lost, you know. Exactly. It was just a crybaby. It's not fair. Well, have you seen that uh, he's been banned now on all social media, Facebook and Twitter, till his presidency ends, till he's actually out of the White House? His fucking all of his I social media accounts have been that. banned. I woke up uh, uh, this when I went to bed last night. It was he was suspended until seven a.m. and then I literally fucking woke up and watched the movie today. Then fucking ate mm. some oatmeal and talked to you. But uh, uh, so so he's they've officially banned him from social media till his fucking presidency's over. Correct. Wow. And then the other bullshit, too, is, like, uh, Mike Pence, like, changed his, like, profile picture or, like, his heading to, like, uh, Kamala and Joe Biden. It was, like, congratulations okay, to the new nice. president. Well, and even, like, Mitch McConnell. So. Yeah, exactly. I guess I mean, that is the other thing that, like... you know, if you want to look at the bright side of the road, you know, uh, yesterday I feel the, uh, the real headline, we're bearing the lead with all the fucking hate in D.C. because the real headline was in Georgia. Where Atlanta mm-hmm. is burning and the Civil War has fucking been lost again by these dopes because fucking <laughs> yes, Georgia correct. went blue with two fucking Senate seats. And now the Democrats have the House of Representatives, the Senate and the Oval Office. And the fucking mm-hmm. Republicans have a totally fractured fucking crazy party <laughs> that, you know, like like the, that uh, outside of a few fucking lunatics, nobody can be holding their head high in that fucking party. It's just going to be very funny to see, like the fucking backs turning on them and their reasons why you know what i mean as they try to like scramble to save the republican party yeah it's gonna be like a lot of like fucking mitch mcconnell's being like oh that trump was crazy 100 like, percent. they're all gonna fucking turn their backs it started with lindsey graham last night with his fucking, yep, correct. Uh, who's like one of the correct. biggest fucking scumbags of all time and then he like, <laughs> yeah. gave one of the most hilarious speeches <laughs> last night too i forget what he said but he literally had me like laughing out loud at some of the fucking some of his antics and i was like oh dude like the this is such a great professional wrestling fucking heel turn where, like, the bad guy just fucking turns on his buddy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no, this no. This is that's such exactly. a great move, dude. I'm fucking loving this right now. This is fucking awesome. Uh, like, I don't care that amazing. you used to beat up Hulk Hogan. You're fucking crushing it right now. But, uh, I mean, that guy's a total joke, though, and that only shows how phony politics is and all that kind of shit. 100%, but dude. But, in general, I do feel that it's a great day. It was a great day for... America in the uh, in the long term, you know, history will show that yesterday is a seminal day for the direction of both parties. You know what I mean? The direction of one party really taking over control in my book for the foreseeable future and really the end of another party as we know it. Because yesterday they might have won the battle with fucking taking over the uh, Capitol Hill, but they fucking lost the war as a party because they fucking lost the House, the Senate, certified the Oval Office, and their party is fucked going forward because... You know, four years mm-hmm. from now, they're not going to have either one of their last two presidents at the fucking convention. Well, so again, dude, I, you, you, you I have Bush and Trump to show for yourselves for the last 20 years. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, could you imagine if you would have told me fucking like 
for a 12 years ago that was like, look, you're going to look at Bush as more of like a funny character than like the evil tyrant that he was. It was like, no, I won't. And now you look back and it's like, hey, Bush was hilarious. You know, he was a... I mean, you really so would want to have a beer with him. He really was the he, president that you'd want to have a beer with. You know, He's drinking beers with Ellen at the fucking <laughs> Texans game, dude. Yeah, no, he really is going to be. He might be welcome back say, by next year's convention, by the way. Like, actually, yeah. shows up in a cowboy hat, says a fucking. Miss me? <laughs> yeah, give a couple of giggles, but, uh, fucking say something hilarious. You know, a big redneck Fucking show is, up eating uh, a turkey leg or something hilarious. And fucking. Another thing Trump was always like, he's like, I'll see you again in 2024. You know what I mean? I'll run again. I think this really, like, diminished it, too. Like, I don't think the Republican Party is going to be like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, I think he's going to be in jail in 2024, dude. The new state of New York's not going to let this shit go. You know what I mean? Like, he's <laughs> not going to be able true. to fucking run away from all the problems. He's caused such enemies, dude. The fucking level of hate. And he's, he's mm-hmm. caused, you know, real personal enemies. And you, do you know how good it's going to be for some politician's career for some of the fucking uh, attorney general's career to be the one that fucking bags Trump and to be the one that gives Trump the fucking big examination and makes him look like a total asshole in the hot seat. This is fucking, they're licking their chops right now to fucking make this guy, <laughs> yeah, put this yeah, guy's fucking head on a stake in the public opinion. You know? And like you said, all the very true, Republicans man. are going to start turning on him and fucking Republicans, mm. on, you know, and again, I've been saying this the whole time. Most Republicans just support their party. They voted for Trump because he's a Republican. Then they voted for him again because we've been talking about how much of a fucking douche he is. I mean, and and, and, and Democrats like myself and you for the most, you know, and again, I, I'm an anti-voter for, you know, as we've talked about in the show, which is I've, I voted twice in my life, this time in for Obama in 08. Other than that, I'm like a vehement non-voter for the last 10 years. This is a, for a different podcast altogether, but I'm not like a liberal fucktard that's fucking like brainwashed by the fucking media. You know No, I mean? we've talked about like, that. Dude. We've, you know, but uh, I don't know. In general, it's fucking... It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a different four years for Trump the next four than it was the last four. I'll tell you that much. Without his power in office and his fucking, you know, able to bully everybody else into respect with that power, it's gonna be dark times and we're all gonna be loving it. So dark times indeed. Um, so I guess with that though, this has been like our review of the birth of 2021. You know, on a little serious note, but this isn't the regular Geeked Up podcast, Coronaville special. This is goddamn Netflix and chat. So with that, let's get into the death of 2020, right? The uh, yeah. the Netflix movie that we watched for uh, Netflix and chat here. Uh, a comedy. Liam went into it thinking it was going to be scary, but it's a, it's, a com- it's a comedy movie. So this is Lights On, uh, Lights On, <laughs> Black Mirror, or, uh, yes, yes, exactly. or Lights Off, Black Mirror. This is... You can watch this one with the lights. <laughs> now, so, is this their you... first foyer into comedy, by the way, I was going to ask? For the Black Mirror. We'll get into yes, this is like a Black Mirror's production, right? Or is it the writers? It's from the, uh, the writers. It's written and created by two of like the writers and creators of Black Mirror. Okay, Charlie so... Brooker and Annabelle Jones. I see. And, you know, it has that kind of, like, if you watch Black Mirror, too, like, once I found out, I think I watched it first before knowing it was from the makers of Black Mirror. And it's a comedy, but once you find out it is, like, makers from Black Mirror, the way they kind of do put in, like, the bizarre characters talking about stuff, it has that Black Mirror-y feel, even though it still is a comedy and everything in it happened. Mm-hmm. 
but just I guess the narrator's I mean, it like, like it was a little black mirror just from the standpoint of it was definitely international. Like you could tell that it was mm-hmm. not made from American people just because there was too much shit Correct. about other countries, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so you it definitely had like that international comedy kind of feel, you know, where but a little different than what you're see- used to seeing in American comedy. Anyway. But before uh, we get into it, when, like I said, we're gonna do our IMDb breakdown of this movie. And uh, the first thing I like to do is not to give myself away of what I thought about the movie, but uh, Liam, you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score on this one? The Rotten Tomatoes meter. I think I actually have, I've got a very confused whole outlook. First of all, I told you that my uh, Netflix recommended it, that it was a 90 per 7 cent match. I was like, geez, let me. I'll be. I'll be the judge of that Netflix. Like, <laughs> you've decided I'm going to fucking love this thing. But when I was uh, uh, looking for it or whatnot, googling it, I think that I saw on my internet something of, with a 37. But that can't possibly be right because it was fucking great. I felt so. I would go for myself. I'm going 80. Yeah, and that's of okay. course the people's choice, not the not the critics. Not the critics. So there's no way the that, critics... there's. I would say there's no way this is not a smash hit. <laughs> I was just uh, get ready to be shocked. I mean, critics, of course, critics gave it thirty-one percent. Really? I thought I must have misread that, or that was like a different no. rating or some shit. I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, really, thirty-one percent? And the audience liberal scores, bullshit. <laughs> the audience score was sixty-one percent. You know what I mean? Like a barely fresh. Interesting. I was looking at some of the reviews, and they were just like these tired old jokes, and it was just like titled jokes. These are great. <laughs> I know. <gasps> But uh, I wonder, honestly, if just because, again, we've just done like a 20 minute pretty, you know, like you can get the feel of our political ideology, I suppose, by the 20 minutes. Not that we want to carry about that throughout the show at all. But I wonder if that has any type of like political slant in your uh, enjoyment watching it. Like if you're a, you know, hardcore conservative, you might not enjoy it as me and you since a couple of the characters are directly making fun of you. you know I guess I mean? so, but I mean, I feel like, like you they literally could have one of your friends reminding you of that girl. I've got people I yeah. know that very much reminded me of a character. I guess that girl, one of my close male yeah. friends reminded me of that girl. But uh, you know what I mean? Like, so maybe if you're watching that, I was thinking of him watching this. Just like, I wonder what he, if like he wouldn't be laughing right now. You know what I mean? But... Interesting. You know, yeah, maybe not. Food for thought. You would have laughed at all the Biden jokes, though, which I have some of those written down. I'll get into later of uh, how they See, introduce Biden sometimes. It's ageist and discriminatory <laughs> to go after. Um, it's rated. You can probably guess what it's rated because it's pretty much a direct to Netflix. This one wasn't going to the theaters, so it's rated TVMA. Um, this is what I like too. Runtime, one hour, ten minutes. Yes. It's a categorized as a comedy. It's a preview movie. It aired on December twenty seventh, two thousand twenty. So it's about a week old, a little over a week old. Okay, well, I would have figured it was like a New Year's Day fucking. That was the first I saw it or whatever. But uh, mm. I figured it was I mean, a, that would have been. I figured they would have waited to the to fucking twenty twenty was over. Like Jesus. That is one of the great things they do at the end, though, is kind of guess what's 2021 is going to happen or, like, the couple yeah, days yeah. they miss at the end of 2020. Like, I've never seen that world leader stick a hard-boiled egg up his ass before. <laughs> um, and then the synopsis of the movie on IMDb is, uh, take a look back at the mad glory of the year 2020 in this comedic rep- retrospective. Pretty simple. Uh, I would yeah. call it more of a I mean, I guess- mockumentary. It's like fiction mixed with 
reality. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they just showed the real events. Of, they showed a, a, a pretty exact timeline of major world events of 2020 from January to December and then intertwined them with like famous actors and comedians or just you know actors and comedians playing characters that would comment yeah. on it where somebody was you know Hugh Grant is a scientist. we'll go through these characters in specific but well, you know funny a scientist or a stereotypical Karen right or it's, uh... various personalities that were played by some some celebs some mm-hmm. you know people that could be future celebs because a couple of the people I didn't recognize were fucking hilarious so um so yeah like I said it was directed by Al Campbell and Alice Mathias a couple of just comedy directors of like TV shows and whatnot and I said written and created by Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones creators and writers of Black Mirror it definitely had that sci-fi weird feel and I would run through the cast and I have the cast the character they played and but like what they were actually on as the narrators as like what character they were also doing in the show all right so i'm just gonna run through them all real fast we got at the top of the list number one the call sheet samuel l jackson as dash brecker he would be like the head writer of the new york times all right uh hugh grant is tennyson floss he's a historic scholar uh lisa kudrow jeanette grace susan is a white house press secretary Kumal Nunjambi is Bark Multiverse, and he is a tech CEO. Tracy Ullman, of course, is the Queen of England. Uh, Samson Kayo is Pyrek Flask, the CDC doctor. Um, Leslie Jones is Dr. Maggie Gravel, a human behaviorist. Diane Morgan is Gemma Narek, the average citizen watching this all on TV. Hashtag, or like asterisk, best character in this thing. <laughs> One of the five um, most average people on the planet. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, Christine uh, Christine Milioti plays Kathy Flowers, who's also known as Conspiracy Karen. Uh, Joe Carey is Duke Ghoulies, a uh, social media influencer. And then Angelo. Better Irvin, known as Lisa- Steve. Sorry to interrupt. Better known as Steve from uh, Stranger Things, Stranger mind things. you. If the, if the name doesn't ring out. The fucking face will. The boyish good looks will. And fucking Steve from uh, Stranger Things. One of the and great characters two... of Stranger Things. One of the great characters of this one. Absolutely. Is Spoiler alert. Yeah, really. Absolutely. Uh, then two more. Uh, Angelo Irving had a bit part, but he was Black Boris Johnson, which was uh, pretty great. <laughs> and, okay, Black uh, Boris. Okay, yes, yes. I know you're remember when they put yeah, Boris Johnson's yeah, yeah. soul? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> And then uh, Lawrence Fishburne, of course, narrates the whole thing. Which I did not pick up. I saw that at the end, and I was like, oh, all right. I uh, did not get the voice recognition from Fishburne. Interesting. I would have lost the name that voice. By the way, Game Time, future Game Time uh, uh, idea. Name that voice, and we'll talk. We'll bring it to the Geeked Up studio. Name that voice. I mean, Uh, speaking of Geeked Up Game Times, I was watching uh, Seinfeld the other day where you got to say hello at the bank. Fucking Steven Root's the bank manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Root. Would you sell for twenty bucks? Deal. <laughs> but um, but so, yeah, those uh, were like, the characters, and I'd say for the most part, the characters were kind of the you know. There's two aspects of the thing, like we said, they go through a timeline of the events. So I guess the uh-huh. I guess you could also do you have the events because I guess we could also run through the events. But that's pretty I much it. Like the main of, like, two things the events, are the but... events, and then the personalities. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things to talk about. 
we don't want to talk about the events, so we'll talk about the personalities. <laughs> you know, you Honestly, yeah. Go Google the events yourself, you fucking asshole. Because – I mean, if you have a list of everything that went down, do, did you make a list? Uh, I do. I do have okay. a list. I can run through it really, really quick. And I'm just going to run through the bullet yeah, points. Like the, and I'm sure All you're right. familiar with because the Because this is what there, it is. Of course, the you – know. Wild because fire. like we were saying, we've done like a breakdown of 2020 ourselves, and that's what this movie is. It's supposed to seem like a news recap of the year 2020, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's handled in a comedic narrative way where these actors are playing. So it's hard to like break this movie down like we would normally do, even for a Sandler movie where we just talk about the funny bit. I guess we could still this do one goofy like, Sandler voices if you want. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, stop me from... We've lived it for the last year, so I'm just going to run through some of the events that they uh, really highlight. There's a lot, but I'll fly through them, all right? Starts with the uh, Australian fires, then the Iran problems, then Brexit, then Henry and Meghan leaving royalty, Wuhan corona You see what I'm uh, talking about, about the non-American slant? (laughs) Right off the bat, a lot of us are confused right now. Get get to something interesting. Uh, Brexit, Uh, Iran problems, Australian fires. uh, Oscars being (laughs) But then Parasite winning. All Parasites isn't even an an English word. Uh, the impeachment trial, the Bernie bros versus Biden, left versus right wing nuts. I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I got a lot. But it's basically the coronavirus spreading, the elections, the uh, Black Lives Matter protests, George Floyd dying, um, the vaccination coming, the debates, you know, I'm just jumping all over yeah. the place. But the main election uh, and the coronavirus, of course, are the is. two big things. And then other than that, you know, the other big things, Brexit is a pretty big theme and that whole Boris mm-hmm. Johnson issue, as well as the, uh, you know, some of the other stuff that they do mention, the wildfires and, you know, some of the other environmental stuff that are going on gets, re- you know, referenced. But, of course, in 2020, the main things, I guess the only thing that they left out, we could say, are any RIPs, Kobe or Chadwick. They didn't make any jokes about anything like that. Which I'd say, you the know, it's better left unsaid, you know. The only RIP that got mentioned was uh, RBG dying. That's right. That they it, did do that, actually. Good call. Impactful, because then Amy Coney Barrett was nominated, got nominated to the Supreme Court Justice. For sure, yeah, for right. sure. They did mention that, yeah. But, uh, but uh, So for the most part, those are the events they went through. But like I said, the comedy and really the main thing that you would watch this for or tell somebody else to watch it for would be the various characters that Devin mentioned earlier. So I guess we should kind of go through our favorites of those. or Yeah, because absolutely. Because like I said, well, I mean, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is great in it too. Just like some of the way he introduces some of the people. Where he's just like current president Donald Trump. Current president, also experimental pig man, Donald Trump. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Little things yeah. like that. No, like, for sure. The writing was great with that, even just, you know, with the uh, – right off the bat, you know, when I didn't quite know what uh, what it was going to be, the uh, one of the things about the wildfires were just like, you know, and then left uh, Australia in uh, uninhabitable, even for Australian people. And right off the bat, I was like, all right, I see where this is going. This is going to be – this is going to be an easy hour and seven minutes or whatever the fuck, but – Absolutely. But you're right. There's a lot of clever writing throughout. Biden gets the most hits on this one because they call him first time president, a prehistoric concierge, a butler's ghost, a civil war hero, an amiable old phantom, and an old man yelling at traffic. They're all. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's the running gag throughout this whole thing is that Biden is like a vampire that's been at fucking every political... Yes, uh... yes. <laughs> I mean, should we kind of break down each character? Because I feel like that's a... Let's uh, say we could give a of... quick rundown. Like you mentioned, uh, we could go through our favorites. You know, we could do closer look style, bounce around with some of who our favorites were. But uh, okay. like you said, the bigger ones anyway. I guess Sammy L kind of has one of the main one of the main uh, uh, roles they keep on going to him as like the New York Times overall analyst he's sure. not the other I, people are more has... specialized in a specific thing he's he kind of also commenting has... on everything Exactly. He has more of the straight man approach to it, too, where, like, some of the stuff he says is funny, but it's, like, Samuel L. Jackson funny. You know Good what call. I mean? Where he's, he's not like playing a crazy down character. down the Oscars, he's like, oh, white people doing this, white people doing that. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does have a great line, though, too, about, like, how the mail-in ballots came in first, and they were all Biden, and then, uh, uh, you know, then, but they did the other votes walking first. He's like, you did it all backwards. He's like, that's like if you watch Jaws backwards, it would just be about a confused shark spitting white people to the <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And you're right, he definitely had more of like a uh, natural Samuel kind of vibe, but definitely he was, uh, you know, more, you know, he would, it would co- pop up more often just because he was commenting on all the different things. But uh, other than that, I'd say maybe you want to start with some of the big names or some of your faves. I'll let you just throw out, give, give me a character. Go a couple faves. I mean, yeah, let's go with our here, let's go with some of our faves. We'll go through them that way. We'll save. I'll do that. I mean, I will say that I surprisingly like laughed hard at a. I guess she's like an old pro at it, but like Tracy Morgan as the Queen, I thought was very funny. <laughs> Tracy Ullman as the Queen, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Not Tracy Morgan. I'm gonna impregnate the Queen, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> That's a really bad Tracy Morgan, but the uh, yes, uh, no Tracy Ullman, who's one of the funniest people of all time, did a great job as the queen for sure. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. what you would think of as a traditional snooty, like a stereotypical snooty. I had it in my head somehow. By the way, I woke up, fucking smoked a little weed, watched this thing, and then I had it. I got it in my head somehow that both Tracy Ullman and then I guess I'll counter with the Liso Kudrow character. But I somehow got okay. it in my head that both of those were characters from other Netflix shows that they were kind of featuring. I thought that Tracy Ullman. I thought there was a, like a comedy show about the Queen on Netflix right now. Am I just making this up? Like, There's in a my show head? called The Crown. The Crown, okay, yes. Now. It's not a comedy. It's not it's a comedy. Like a straight up serious drama. Okay, I see. I must be confused with that. And then as well, when Lisa Kudrow came on, I just started spin-wheeling in my head. I go, I bet you she's from a show. I bet you she's got a show where she does the same <laughs> character. And I just fucking made that up in my head, apparently. But uh, she as well, Lisa Kudrow as well, was great as like the uh, uh, Trump. White House like press secretary. Yeah, press secretary for Trump. aid kind of thing. Figure, just like the total, uh, uh, the total, just turning everything that the person said against them, denying everything that possibly happens, uh, uh, claiming everything is a lie. What about Hunter Biden? Like I said on the Joe Rogan podcast, and in my book, what about Hunter Biden? And <laughs> on Hannity tonight, yeah. <laughs> Everything she said, like I said on the Joe Rogan podcast, and then cut to some clip of fucking stupid Rogan sitting there with his mouth open, listening. Like, oh. <laughs> that was a hilarious gag. They really nailed like a lot of the pop culture things of 2020. You know, just contemporary life, like fucking throwing Rogan's stupid name in there. But uh, the Queen and Kudrow were both really funny characters for sure. The Queen as well, like we were, like I was saying, but just a real like what you would think of as just a snooty, you mm-hmm. know, royal figure. 
I did like, um, I mean, I did like Hugh Grant also as like the old racist historian who just got <laughs> yeah, some. Sure. Who was just like cross referencing Game of Thrones and Star Wars? He's like, no, I was there partying with those little bad people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was hilarious, all of the pop culture references. I will kind of say to overanalyze, I didn't necessarily like how it was kind of like pick a gimmick with him where some of the jokes were that he was like an out-of-touch old, like, you know, ra- not like overtly racist, but like an old-school fucking, you know, prejudiced yeah, yeah, yeah. racist kind of guy. And then other jokes where he was just like a bumbling idiot that's fucking thinking the Star Wars is real. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like they didn't know exactly which way to go in some regards. But overall, he was fucking really funny, definitely. I hear what you mean on that. Drinking That's an old point. fashioned the whole time. You know yeah. I mean? like, like, it's, yeah, it's very true. But, uh, what about you? I think you gave uh, away that uh, our boys from Stranger Things. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll save. I guess we'll, I'll, uh, I'll save him for you know my fave potentially uh, later but i'd say a couple of the guys that uh, uh might not get as much love but the environmental billionaire who was fucking hilarious i'm not sure is that like a comic oh, kumal nujani yeah yeah okay kumal nujani he's a he's a stand-up i think right but, yeah, yeah, yeah he's an actor he's done stand-up he was an actor on um uh silicon valley on okay, hbo that judge, dude. he's very funny he was fucking really funny in, in it you know what i mean his character is as the, bark multiverse the yeah, tech ceo yeah the uh but like the out of touch with, with reality just like profiting on everything that's going on well the other thing like, funny about him too is because his takeaway from uh greta gunberg was to he's like man she's making a lot of good points and they just built like a <laughs> yeah. safety like that shelter. yeah 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 <laughs> they gave me the big part so like he was and then i really felt i had to do something that it showed like in his secret layer it's like so i carved yeah. out this mountain in finland and i'm fucking hanging out down here yeah. i'm making a killing off of all these zoom calls <laughs> yes but that was great yes, i'd say we had good. kind of referenced her earlier but maybe we'll give a, a shout out but the messing the the missing benny's big ball girl from the oh, uh dude. from our zoom cast but like the scottish girl that was quote-unquote the fifth most uh, one of the five most average people in the world but her like total daft fucking out of touch just like perfectly played as a character that kind of character always works for me though dude be it like warwick davis's assistant on uh life's too short or um dude i'm sure there's a character like the british office like that for sure i was definitely thinking of the warwick davis one though for sure yeah like that, like the dopey, and it has a hundred percent to do with the accent for me. Like, I don't think I've said that before about uh, a couple of people. I was like, would this have been as funny if they didn't have like a British accent or an Australian accent? And no, is my answer. I don't think it would have been. Like, I think that. I mean, that's like, fair though. I mean, to be perfectly really honest, it. like, would I mean the, like way, would yeah. the Tiger King have been as funny if the fucking shirtless hillbilly wasn't a shirtless hillbilly? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Not. Like these yeah, characters, that's like what makes it comedies. Like they have nailed. A person mm-hmm. in the world like that. But is... I love that like specific character, the daft like Scottish like ooh. Yeah. Just like her talking it's about very naive like, and clueless. Like you know what I mean. Just missing the point on things. You know what I mean. I started like... watching this show called America. They played on all the news programs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it ends with this game show. It goes on for days. It's the <laughs> yeah. most boring Quite show boring. ever. Don't <laughs> take any callers. Uh, dude, she's like, and then it was the most bizarre thing. The show is really jumping. The the shark they fly him back in a helicopter he's saluting it while he's not even looking at him 
Yeah, yeah. She was hilarious. That was a great character. She as well, I guess, had a little bit of the Sammy L. Jackson uh, 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 commenting about everything kind of situation where it's like Kudrow, sure. they would kind of only go to her about election stuff, for example. But Very the – uh, uh, what was her name too? She had a funny like European her- girl name – I have it written down Neric right or some here. shit like that. Fucking Gemma Neric. Gem- yeah. Gemma. Gemma. I knew go Gemma. Gemma Neric. <laughs> goes, after Boris started, stopped washing his hands, I did everything by me elbows. That's about time my boyfriend left me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Boris Johnson stuff was all really funny as well. A, just because he's such a fucking funny figure, but the uh, uh, the black Boris Johnson character, where he got like a okay. soul transplant or whatever, right like out of Black Mirror. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's your Black Mirror. Where they transplant himself. I do immediately. Like, do you got a receipt for that jacket? <laughs> a receipt yeah, for that? yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't quite say a receipt, but and he's also nailing the, uh, the impression too. You know yeah. what I mean? How about the African scientist? That was a pretty good Dude, one. Like the African guy that was like combating coronavirus. Combating coronavirus and they could see like what their cutaways were. He was like, why are you showing pictures of people juggling? Yeah, like, that was his gimmick. Like anytime he was talking about the actual disease, they'd show like hot dogs on the conveyor belt. Yeah. <laughs> or just like pinwheels spinning. And he would be like, "Like, do you need to show that? Like I'm trying to talk here. Like, oh, don't worry. It's just a visual. Like nobody's really... I mean, I'll dude, I literally, to- uh, it's, it just shows where my fucking head is, dude, and I don't want to give a big, I guess, Bradley Cooper spoiler alert for the fucking funniest goddamn scene in this movie and the hardest I laughed. <laughs> but when they show the close-up of the donkey shitting while he's talking, <laughs> I literally, like, like hard laugh out loud, followed by, like, me shaking my head at how fucking dumb I am that the fucking donkey <laughs> fucking rocket shit rocketing out of the donkey's ass close-up was fucking, like, laugh out loud funny, but... What is wrong with you people? I mean, even even Leslie Jones, though, who I could take her leave, I thought she was great in this too, dude. I'm just like, no, 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 people are fucked up. Like, yeah, for <laughs> sure. She was hilarious, definitely. I thought, uh, and I'm a fan of hers, definitely, but she. What was what was her character exactly? Was she just a commenter? Or was she just like another average? She was a civilian? doctor. She was like a psychologist. Oh, she like right, yes. studied human behavior. Human behavior. Yeah, so yeah. Like- but she was like holding her interview like at a bar while drinking as bar. well, and had a very like, like up over like, this. I'm ad- gonna smoke a cigarette. <laughs> what the fuck do you care? You're wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was like fucking drinking the whole time, and like, see, a lot of people didn't like this social distancing. Not me. I hate y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, It was great. Yeah, she was really funny. Uh, I'd say for me, though, my favorite, like I teased, but I'd say my, uh, uh, and they were all great, so not like a runaway favorite a la fucking shirtless husband from Tiger King style, but uh, Steve from the uh, Stranger Things, like the, well, I guess his technical character would have been social influencer. I was kind of just calling him like a a hipster douche, but he did turn into the, (laughs) but just like your stereotypical whatever you'd call a fucking 20-year-old kid these days, you know what I mean? Like, if that's a millennial or whatever the fuck. But, like, you know, just uh, on, like, the on the internet, wearing the fucking snow hat and just doing, like, all of the douchey things that young kids would do. Just fucking really nailed it, though. Absolutely, dude. Very, very funny. And then also, I mean... Dude, he you know, the, between the 16 million he made, how much did you make off of doing this? Uh, I think 16 million? 
And I will literally go back and watch all of his clips just to read the names of the other YouTube videos that were on the screen real quick. Oh. You know, when they would like show one and then there'd be like the list of other YouTube up next videos that all had hilarious fucking thumbnail pictures and whatnot and titles that I couldn't read fast enough. But I will catch up on those. But uh, he had Dude, a couple of hilarious. really funny gimmicks, man. I, I'm drawing a blank on some of the specific. But he did. It was like something tragic, and he was like, "Smash those likes and subscribe." <laughs> yeah. And then the Queen of England had the same thing. But like, it was the first address she had that was on YouTube. Like, did that change anything? She's like, "No, it didn't change anything." And even sure at the end, she was like, "Remember to smash that like button and subscribe to me channel." <laughs> He's like, "I know I care, but I'm not sure that enough people out there know I care." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it kind of in a lot of ways it makes me blacker than most people <laughs> <laughs> drive around the neighborhood with the fucking <laughs> I feel for you uh, and again to me though dude I guess we haven't really given Kathy Flowers conspiracy Karen enough time because dude like I said she reminds me of so many people I see posting on uh, that I know from Florida dude yeah. of just like the crazy like when she has that crazy meltdown at the end, she's like, and this and that, and this. I was like, dude, I see all these posts online, dude. Yeah. A couple of things about her, I guess. One thing that's kind of just popping in my head, but in a lot of ways, she was kind of symbolic in a lot of ways of the mayhem that went down in Capitol Hill yesterday. Because another thing about that, not to get back into that, but a lot of the people, like a huge majority of those were just like older fucking housewives and just like older white yeah. people. And just like they like the fucking all like shot in the camouflage chest. wearing like the barbarian hat guy. Like he was one of the maniacs. Most of them were just like regular fucking well, dude, looking American citizens, not like militarized people necessarily, and that's kind of that's what her character problem. was, was like the suburban person that would seem nice enough, good-looking girl, good smile, like seems like 100. a nice person, but just totally Dude. batshit crazy, fucking spouting 100%. racist bullshit. And like you're saying, there are also the people who just like don't really understand how the internet works. Oh, like they see sure. it online and it's like published truth, dude. No, for sure. Like, From that standpoint, she is 100% all of those people that and were there. And put a picture of like Mitch McConnell behind of it and they'd be like, she went that fucking quote. Ah, it's fucking. Yeah, man. I mean, these people shit, really man. still like they literally still go with like they are, they're not looking into any of these claims. Fucking defense. It's like, she embodied two things it's though insane. because she did. But. She embodied the, uh, the crazy conspiracy person, but then she also disembodied like the crazy racist Karen. And, like, all those quick clips they showed were fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I just need to see your driver's license and registration. Okay. When she pulled the, is he with you? Is he, is he with you? Pointing at the cameraman. Who's, like, he's, like, holding a boom mic, like, fucking right in front of her. Is, is he with you? But, yeah, no. Yeah, he's Daryl. He's been here all day. <laughs> yeah. Or even when she's, like, she pulling the kid's reminded me towel. as well the thing that I wanted to uh, uh, ask you. But have you ever seen that fucking Gordon Ramsay? Ramsey's episode, Amy's Bakery. She was like a viral <laughs> sensation as like the most insane person ever on that show. But I really feel like the actress was doing an impression of her. And if you're if you're not familiar, like Google Amy's Bakery, uh, Arizona, sh like Kitchen Nightmares or whatever the fuck, you know, somewhere mm -hmm. therein. But she's just this batshit lady crazy. But she's got these fucking crazy eyes where she's like an attractive. She's not like an unattractive fucking woman by any stretch. But there's something about those eyes that like you can just just tells she's fucking unhinged and there's the same thing like i don't know how this actress pulled it off but like those eyes just looked like a fucking maniac you know what i mean like 
There's something. Absolutely. No, she looks. She, she I mean, she doesn't like, She well. like put she a fucking bonkers. demented look in her eye somehow because she was just fucking like noticeably not stable, but in the most like subtle, crazy way. You know what I mean? So she re- really nailed it as like a uh, actual. She was the uh, you know, a prototypical Bradley, person. Bradley Cooper. Spoiler alert. She was the uh, titular mother in How I Met Your Mother. She ended up being the one that he ends up getting with at the end. Interesting. Why she's famous. Well, also, I was actually going to ask who she was and if she was famous at all. How I Met Your Mother? Uh, is that the show? Was she, fucking Doogie? Was that Doogie's show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. I never yeah. watched. So was she yeah, on either. it for it's, a long I've time? I tried to watch it in several. No, she was in on like the final season. Okay, so she was just like the... Um, the but she also had that movie... This chick is fucking... That Palm Springs movie that just came out on Hulu with Andy Samberg she was in. Okay, I see. And it's basically just a Groundhog Day. Oh, interesting, interesting. Sandberg and Doogie, neither one of my faves. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but she was but yeah, I mean, everybody, Yeah, and every character, too. I mean, even Lawrence Fishburne just does a great fucking narrating of the film. Just For something sure. like, like I said, like the way he introduces some people and just like plays it so straight. You know, it's uh, really, really funny. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to say too. I guess we'll give our big rec. Uh, we'll give our big reviews rather in a minute. I don't want to give away uh, too much of our full thoughts. But all in all, yeah, definitely uh, a pretty. You know, a unique. First of all, loved the fact that it was an hour and seven, especially for a, a goofy mm-hmm. comedy like this. Like as funny as as much as I did enjoy it. Fucking twenty more minutes. I would have enjoyed it twenty minutes less. You know what I mean? No, but, right. All right. We'll get into it with the reviews, our sure. official reviews. All right, because that was just our breakdown of this film. But before we get to our reviews, there's always something we like to do. And that is, of course, is ask each other a couple kicky questions. Yo, let me ask you. Kitchy questions. Kitchy. Oh yeah, kitschy question song. Andre Davi, baby, uh, a front runner for best artist of the year in the Geeked Up Awards for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> he was nominated. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, everybody fell to the to, to Exotic Joe and all of our uh, Geeked Up 2020 awards, pretty much. <laughs> But Davi was up there, and I'm sure another big tw- another big year for Davi, both song, both podcast parody songs and real music. Uh, Andre Davi, SoundCloud, Spotify, oh, yeah. iTunes. He's all over the place, just like us. Um, but this is usually the portion of the show where me and Liam like to ask each other a couple quick, kitschy questions about the movie, or if we could build a franchise around it, we'd see the theater. This time we're going to do one of those things where we're asking each other the same kitschy question. You know what I mean? Everybody, all we heard this year, and we've talked about it you know, a lot on this show too, how 2020 was the year that we just couldn't wait to get out of. It was the worst year. But the year the from question, hell. The kitschy question is, was 2020 really the worst year ever? Were there other years in this <laughs> existence of this world were yeah, yeah. definitely worse? No, for sure. 
I mean, definitely not the first year with uh, obviously not the first year with racial with racial tension, <laughs> and I'd say no. at least in America, uh, uh, definitely not even the the worst year for racial tension. You know, not, not only not the only, but not the worst from that standpoint, as there was you know other crazy assassinations and you know obviously much you know go back earlier of course all of the horrible treatment and slavery and all of that kind of stuff but just even in the civil rights movement there's been like bigger setbacks and crazier moments and more recent history Mm -hmm. than the obvious atrocities but uh so definitely not for racism but i guess in terms of disease there's been other years with like pandemics and plague i guess the plague when was the plague in india that had to those had to be some pretty shitty Uh, years you know the black plagues 1348 pretty shitty year killed one third of the uh, population of europe (laughs) i would also say just really any of the medieval times were probably just the worst you know i mean i'll even do one better i'll say any year before electricity (laughs) (laughs) i think like the late 1800s they got electricity (laughs) anything before that you know yeah, I mean, if you just want to start lopping off time periods, I guess for sure, like like you said, anything in uh, uh, medieval times, uh, outside of the yeah. turkey legs, it's fucking. I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm not cut out for fucking living in a. I, I got a feeling I'm not going to be on the inside of said castle. You know, I, I always felt I would be like the town drunk in medieval times. I do a lot of waking up face first in a puddle with like fucking rich dudes fucking on horse carriage going past me. You know, I mean, I guess I'll do an even a broader one besides uh, medieval times or before electricity. I'll just go even broader. Anything BC. Okay. BC, I'm definitely. <laughs> I, I just don't have the. Except, I guess, except for maybe ancient Egypt. Just because I'd love to fucking be there to finally find out if the pyramids are. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts this year, and I heard the pyramids are a myth, bro. And I want to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> but I've, I've got a fucking thing for ancient Egypt, so I guess. I, although ancient Egypt too fucking hot, so I guess even back then, I can't be. If I could, can I put like the pyramids in Jersey and go back to th- fucking three thousand BC and like somehow from Jersey find out what's going on in Egypt? Because I, I, I like uh, 2020 or 3000 BC, I'm not living year round in fucking 110 degree fucking Egypt. So I guess we can do yes. away with that one as well. But you're right. Very anything true. before any like caveman time, Mesopotamia, fucking any. I'm just not man. Ancient China. I mean, I guess yeah. maybe getting like an erotic massage by a wall doesn't sound too bad. However, I just don't think I can fucking can make do that it. Now. <laughs> I can't. Ha- yeah, exactly. I can't hack it in fucking BC. But I get electricity would be a good way to start, a good place to start. Um, I might even go later though and just call it like the like roughly the Hulkamania era, <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere around the late like the late eighties, early nineties, whenever Death Row started, I'll say, fucking sometime around there. But that like uh, honestly, there's a lot of years even in electricity. Like I wouldn't want to necessarily go through the fucking Roaring Twenties, or I wouldn't want to be part of the Great Depression in America. You know what I mean? Like if you're telling me I could Very be born true. right now and like fucking 1930 go through the Great Depression and then maybe get drafted to the war (laughs) very true yeah or even just like 1943 because you know nazis that's a pretty fucking (laughs) shitty span of years yeah no for sure 
uh, 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 the 50s. I mean, yes, we have electricity, but I mean, can we? Do we really have enough fucking like good music or TV to enjoy it? You know what I mean? What do I, I got? A fucking lamp in my room? Like, give me something I can use here. I fucking, you know, I don't need electricity. I need fucking TV. goddammit. it! You know, it's I got fucking Gather two channels. The radio. <laughs> yeah. I got two channels, and I and I already listened to that Elvis record. So what the fuck? I'm kind of <laughs> kind of out of uh, out of options now. In 1952, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm not a big reader, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not much of a reader, bro. I guess that wipes out the 1800s, uh, fucking. But I mean, I guess maybe I have... the 60s. You want to give me Beatlemania instead of if you want to, you want to want to go from a uh, Hulkamania to Beatlemania. I guess I could be born, you know. 60s, 70s. The Dead are on tour. I guess uh, things are starting to turn around a little bit. But gotcha, gotcha. But, say, anytime uh, before I mean, have more specific to me, like 2010, terrible year because it was the year of the final season of Lost. You know what I mean? Huge <laughs> fan of the show Lost. We lost it in 2010. <laughs> and it finally went off the year. I thought it was uh, going to go forever after those last couple fucking seasons. <laughs> so, that was my dream, you know. Um, other things. Uh, 2013 is the year I turned 30. I wasn't in my 20s anymore. That was a big fucking stinker. <laughs> that was a rough one. Uh... Um, I got another one that's very specific. Uh, 2015. It's the year I lost the Real Slim Shady Challenge, and I had the audacity to rap Slim Shady on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, like in a couple of fucking weeks, the Mets, the Mets lost the World Series, and I rapped Slim Shady on a podcast. So <laughs> not, my, <laughs> yeah. not my finest year either, I suppose. <laughs> Very true. But I guess much like uh, starting Coronaville in 2020, we did start the Geek Up podcast in 2015. So it wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all bad. But there was some. But I'd, say, but I'd say compared to any year before 1962, 2020 was far better than that year. <laughs> yeah. so when all things get added up, if you take fucking any year before, when did Revolver Rubber Soul come out? I guess I'm gonna go like the 64, 65 era of the Beatles. I guess to hold your hand. Fucking I would be better. I was born in '83. I say anything before that, straight garbage. <laughs> I guess yeah. Actually, that's true. Are we not fucking? Uh, I guess yeah. '83 is really all we need. That's when we were both born. So <laughs> that's when the history books start, as far as I'm concerned. But... That's right. That's right. But as worst years ever go, I mean, it's definitely up there. But there's definitely been, you know, way worse. Like we're saying. Actually, just a real quick impromptu, not really kitschy question, but a kitschy statement, I'd say, compared to our normal uh, kitschy questions, which normally involve would it be a franchise? But I would say that this could be like a thing they do every year, you know? Like this could yeah, be like a series I mean, that like the death of 2021 and fucking do the same thing to recap every year. Like it's a funny way to handle the year-end review scenario. You know? I, I agree with you. And also like every year, if you really break it down, it's pretty shitty. So you can easily... Yeah, for how sure. terrible it was yeah <laughs> absolutely 2021 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to nominate 2021 that's my future call much like the end of this movie i'm saying 2021 <laughs> worse year than 2020 <laughs> you ain't seen shit yet 
But that's our, uh, I guess, the kitschy question we're asking each other was that. Was 2020 actually the worst year? What about you guys? Do you think 2020 was the worst year out there? Email us in at thegeekdumppodcast at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what years you thought were worse or if 2020 was the worst. You know, it's uh, it's up for debate, to be sure. At... Got to put that the in there. Geek oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Geekdump podcast at gmail. But I guess with that, that's our kitschy questions. The, we uh, gave you our breakdown of the movie. We gave the IMDb breakdown. Um, there's only thing, one thing left to do, and it's time to give you guys our uh, official review of Death of 2020, or Death to 2020. So uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I've been lately been changing up my four-point system, much like Liam's. And uh, believe it or not, I'm not doing Schwarzenegger again. Uh, this time, wow. you know, uh, this time I'm, uh, you know, embracing the Dash Breckler, the t- head of the Times writer. I'm going all Samuel L. Jackson uh, quotes for this one. Okay, all right? nice. All right, all right. If I didn't like it, I, you know, your uh, men on film. If I didn't like it, I'm going with the Samuel L. Jackson. That's some fucked up, repugnant shit right there. <laughs> This is some fucked up repugnant shit. That's right. That's right. If I really liked it, I'm. Uh, if I just liked it, why do I gotta pick uh, out the brains, motherfucker? If I liked it, the, the quote to the Stone Cold, I'm giving it a Jurassic Parks. Hold on to your butt. Hold on to your butt. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. An underrated Samuel Jackson. Uh, I always forget Hello? about him. Uh, Newman always steals the show for, <laughs> for Jurassic Park cameos. Um, if I absolutely loved it, I'm going with another Pulp Fiction quote. Uh, Jules in the diner. We're cool in the gang. Cool in the gang. You know, we don't want to fuck your shit up. I'm not trying to fuck up your shit. And of course, if I absolutely hated this movie, my Nick Cage scream, I'm going with the classic. I've had enough of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Which, the uh, classic Sammy L, really, I'd say. Uh, doesn't get more Sammy L than uh, motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking... Doesn't get any more horrific than that either. I mean, really, that is the Nick and, uh, Cage horror scream of the Sammy L catalog for sure. I uh, I guess to I pretty much am kind of given uh, like like you said a little Bradley Cooper on this one. It's uh, what I'm in between here, and I if I'm in between it, if I liked it or if I loved it, and I'm really going with funny. It made me laugh. It was a hilarious, like weird, quirky review of the year. An hour and ten minutes. I'm giving this thing. Uh, we're cool in the gang, baby. Cool in the gang. You know we don't want to fuck your shit up. Okay. Because I love. I love this man. It was I was never distracted by time. It was entertained the whole time. Kind of like what you were saying. I was out loud chuckling, like and laughing to myself for a lot of like the lines and one liners in this movie. Uh, not just the donkey shitting. This... Some of the lines. <laughs> I mean, it's not just the donkey. Um, El Burro. But uh, I think the critics are out of their fucking mind giving this thing a thirty-one percent. Like it's it's mind blowing to me. Yeah, I forgot but, about the stupid critics. But I love this movie. I think it's top-notch. I would recommend it to anybody to watch. It was like, oh, you want to watch something fucking pretty funny and pretty short? It's done, dude. Yeah. 
Fairly for sure, and for a comedy special, that is kind of what you expect. I mean, the definitive comedy, you know, comedy movies are a little bit longer, but movies have a plot and a storyline. Like you said, this is more of a comedy mm-hmm. special than anything, so if an hour was the perfect time. and uh, It wasn't really too funny. scary. <laughs> lights, <laughs> off, uh, lights off, uh, uh, Black Mirror. But I guess for me, uh, uh, to uh, piggyback a little bit on what you said, of course, I go my four-point audio scale. But I'm going to do a little bit something different for 2020 as well, uh, in honor of 2020 as well. But for uh, me, if I uh, liked it, I'm going to give it a Nick Cage horror scream. If I uh, if I didn't like it, I'm still giving it a Nick Cage horror scream. <laughs> and if I absolutely loved it, the equivalent of a Rudy's dad, I'm giving it a Nick Cage horror scream <laughs> for 2020 because it was that fucked up. And in honor of 2020 uh, 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 and starting off 2021 in a spiritually positive mood. But I like you. I'm giving it a uh, Samuel Cool and the Gang, Rudy's dad, Nick Cage rock scream. <laughs> cool and the Gang. You know, we don't want to fuck this shit up. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. sound clips at once but no i'm like you man i uh, really really enjoyed it as well felt that it was a great you know comedy special really funny you know relevant uh, uh funny characters uh funny you know writing with the dialogue itself the, the performances were great the conceptual just doing a, a quick year-end review uh, uh like that was real funny you know in that mockumentary style was real funny and honestly just being able to kind of turn uh, uh what is what was such a traumatic shit a year that's so fresh in our memories into something like usually like you know time uh, uh plus whatever you know time uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, whatever the a quote about comedy you know time plus whatever equals comedy or whatnot you know what i mean exactly but uh, uh there is no time for this one <laughs> you know what i mean like time <laughs> did not heal the wound this fucking happened seven days ago <laughs> you know what i mean yes. like 2020 no, is fucking no, sure. this is the first fucking week of 2021 so to already be kind of able to look back like the pandemic is still in fucking full it was the most deadly day of the pandemic in america yesterday not to fucking yeah. bring us all down, but it was to be able to, but but to be able to laugh at it, you know. <laughs> and despite that, Steve from Stranger Things was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, I guess. But you know, so for all of that, I really uh, enjoyed it. I don't think that you can do. Was it really the greatest comedy that I've ever seen, a la Rudy's Dad? Probably not. But from the philosophy, I don't know if you can really do a comedy special, especially a current event style special like this, any better. So. I'm giving it exactly, a decade yeah. horror scream. <laughs> the good one. The good horror scream. Yeah. So with that, one of the rare times where me and Liam's reviews match up. 
So we gave you the review. In 2021, we're going to get some harmony. Enough of this uh, divisive liberal media nonsense (laughs) that's got me and Devin going at each other. Uh, We want to (laughs) unify. Um, but yeah, it's our review for this movie. We gave you the breakdown. We, uh, we asked the kitschy questions. We gave you the review, leading us with only one thing left to do. And that's, of course, is reaching our hand in the box and asking Brad, what's in the box? What's in the box? And, uh, this time, guys, we're leaving it up to you what's in the box, all right? Uh There's uh, so much out on Netflix now and kind of just so much that's going to be coming out soon that uh, we're leaving it to you guys to email us in what you want us to watch next. All right. Yeah, democracy is alive here on the Hina podcast. And the votes will be the election. The votes will be counted. And the election for our next fucking movie will not be a fraud. But yes, no, you're right. We uh, want to give to the fans a lot of good candidates out there. Me and you couldn't decide. Other than Death of 2020, there's not anything that's like huge, uh, uh, sweeping the you know sweeping the country right now that we felt that we should watch. Yeah, and that uh, George Clooney movie really whispered in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ross told me the Clooney movie stunk, so we're uh, we we put the we put the brakes on that one. Other than that, I guess there are a couple of candidates for us, though, just to give you guys a little food for thought, because me and Devin were talking maybe about doing the Ma's Rainey movie with Chadwick Boseman, the last Chadwick uh-huh. Boseman, you know, uh, appearance on film and knowing everything that's involved in that. That could definitely be a fun one to do, if not this episode, at some point over the year, as we you know, might go back to an email um, what are some other of the good ones out there? Uh, There's the History of Cursing, hosted by Nick Cage. I mean, it's okay. kind of, it seems like similar to this, but Get Manzi on Cage. tap here. We got, that's uh, right, that's right. Now, this is another, because uh, we did as well, actually, last year. Did it, was it a Netflix and chat or a regular episode that we talked about the LSD, like, trips documentary? That I claimed Nick Offerman was responsible for, even though he was, <laughs> even though he played I, the guy that was responsible. I think that me. was just a regular geeked up. Yeah, that, that must have just been a regular one. one. But you know, so uh, uh, I really enjoyed that, which was a kind of alt comedy special. I guess for comedy mm-hmm. specials as well on Netflix uh, and uh, Netflix right now. But my good boy uh, Andrew Schultz has a four part comedy special. Andrew Schultz saves America. Schultz is a fucking great comic. Uh, I've known him for a long time. Coming, starting stand up with him, and he was always a fucking monster back then. He's been crushing it. He was on Rogan a couple times this year, actually himself. But nice, he's got nice. a four part Netflix special going on. That's, uh, I guess, similar. It looks. I haven't watched it yet myself, <laughs> but I guess it looks kind of similar in terms of like a clip show, Schultz's take on the current issues kind of thing. But four parter, so definitely. If you've watched it and would recommend it, uh, recommend it, give us an email. Or if Schultz, if you're mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we can't get like, Mads, yeah. we're going to try to get Schultz. But I got a feeling, since he's been on Rogan <laughs> twice, he's going to fucking big time me. But. You never know. You never know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anything that you guys would want us to watch on Netflix, let us know. You know, we're leaving, we're leaving the vote to you. And if you guys blow it, then we'll just reach in the box next time and pull something out. It's a fraud. The election was a hoax. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll storm Liam's closet. And, yeah. uh... and I'm all for uh, rigged elections, but I'm the guy that, that has claimed that... Speaking of like, the worst years before, <laughs> I was the one that claimed that like no election before 1972 like, was uh, uh, 100% rigged. Like, there's not a chance that... Uh, you're telling me fucking uh, George Washington was counting all the votes? The fucking delegates were going, uh, one vote, two votes... It was fucking guy with the musket in your face was getting the fucking votes for you know, you know who you're voting most for. of this goddamn country's history. So <laughs> very true. Very true. So definitely email us in at the geeked up podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to watch. Hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on uh, SoundCloud. Um don't text us, all right? <laughs> Please, folks. <laughs> um but other than that, you know, let us know what you're hearing. Give us those likes and subscribes on uh, iTunes. It helps us get more plays. So yeah, mash that like button, that. folks. Mash that like button. That's the Queen of England said. Yes, smash <laughs> that like button. Um, with that, though, we're going to end this one. I guess I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. We're going to end this episode with the uh, number one song winner of the Geeked Up 2020 Awards for Best Song of the Year. Take it away, Joe Exotic. <laughs> Y'all, this is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo!